Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another TV season review. This is going to be for the first season of the Korean zombie Netflix drama called All of Us Are Dead. I'm your host Matthew and we'll start off spoiler free. Obviously there's some uh, big things to talk about in the spoiler section. Um, But yes, All of Us Are Dead, season one on Netflix. It's another very successful, um, not just by my opinion, but by uh, some records that I've been reading and things like that, or some news that I've been reading about the show. Uh, another big successful um, zombie outing from Netflix, and what I mean by that is they've now had a few of these that have been very, very successful. You've got this show, which is All of Us Are Dead, which has so far got one season. You've got The Kingdom, um, or sorry, Kingdom, not to be confused with the other show called The Kingdom, it's just uh, Kingdom. Which is the other um, foreign uh, Netflix zombie show. Which has got two seasons. And it's got a uh, prequel kind of film. Called Ashen Kingdom of the North. And then you've got in my opinion the best of all of the bunch. Not just the Netflix shows but other shows. Which is uh, Black Summer. Which has got two seasons. I'm hoping for a third of those ones. Um, So yeah they just continue to pump out the. Well not really pump out. They're not really like you know. Um, they're not pulling a Walking Dead or a Star Trek with these where it's sort of like loads and loads of shows or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I like the volume of which we get these, these shows. Um, some of them kind of come out of nowhere. I guess that's kind of the nature sometimes of how Netflix operates is things just kind of are suddenly upon us, aren't they? Um, but no, I, I really liked it. I really, really did. Um, I don't think it's as good as certain other shows. I don't think it's the best zombie show, as I said a minute ago. I still think that Black Summer holds the the crown for the best zombie show. And that does include all the others. So things like Fear the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead, iZombie, Z Nation, you know, Kingdom. You, you name it, I think uh, Black Summer is the best of the bunch. But I do think this is really, really good. Um, I thought it had some interestingly frustrating moments. And some real moments of triumph and tenseness and that kind of thing and I think when you're going for something like this the the, the main I mean there's multiple elements and themes that I look out for things like survival how is a survivor going to get out of a situation Uh, resources so if a survivor needs something like you know food and water to live water sorry to live um, uh, how are they going to do that Um, shelters are kind of I mean yeah, you need shelter, but it's not as much as a priority as like some of these other things because you can just simply run away from situations. But shelter is still relatively important. And another aspect is trust, of course, which, my goodness, does that come into this show? Um, which is like uh, you either from friends that you've already got or survivors that you meet along the way or bullies within the show uh, in this situation... Um, not being trustworthy, certainly, and becoming at times out and out villains. And I really enjoyed how all of us are dead. Um, dealt with all of these different different things because those are the things that I look out for, and I, I judge how good a sh- how good a zombie show is on those types of merits. Obviously, your general quality. So, like, is the story any good? Are the characters interesting? Do I actually care that these people are surviving? It's not just the aspect of looking out for what are they going to do to survive. It's also a case of do I care if some of these characters um, survive? And when they do get bitten and you get the moment of like, oh, shit, they've been bitten. Do I care enough? Um, And I I thought they did a very, very good job. 
um, with with that. Um, there wasn't really too many predictable moments. There was a few moments of there was a few moments with a certain character of like I totally understand why there's characters in the show. Um, but it led to in- more interesting things later. I'll just I'll I'll just kind of say that there's this sort of um internet person kind of character in this and he's doing the 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 exact thing that you'd expect which is oh i'm gonna put myself into the middle of these zombies um and you know do it so i can film them and go oh look zombies are here and how many likes and comments and stuff can i get so i understand in today's day and age in today's culture um why that character's in the show and it led to some better things later on certainly uh, but you've got like those types of characters as well. Um, you've got some kind of heartbreaking stuff in here. You've got some triumphant kind of moments. Um, you've got a quite in- you got a um, I'll tie these two things together, I suppose. Quite an interesting set of villains. You've really got two main sort of villains in this show. I can't really talk about why one of them's a particular villain, but because um, it gets sort of revealed. Um, some way through the show, and you might not have got to that point. Um, so yeah, two villains, both which had like very different angles. Um, both of which were kind of going for different things, or or had different goals, which which was good, which was kind of like interesting to see. You don't just have like one kind of villain going on. One was a bit more in the background as well, and one was sort of like very much at the forefront. But again, I I like how that was how that was dealt with. Um, <clears throat> so that was good. Uh, speaking of the virus thing um some very very interesting different angles of of the the virus because you've got things like um the walking dead uh like the main show and you've got things like black summer that don't really focus on the the specifics of the virus it's more just survival and gritty sort of drama <clears throat> which is what i like about something like black summer and obviously you've got walking dead which is much 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 more character driven and obviously it's driven by its comic book story somewhat um so walking dead's more of the character driven show where you've got like your popular daryl rick and you know carol those sorts of characters um and then you've got like your black summer where you kind of think okay any of these people could probably die at any point but it's more about the gritty sort of survival drama and i really like that angle of of black summer with this it was more so this was more in this more in the in the uh, steps of uh, Walking Dead World Beyond, which I love that show. I love the Walking Dead World Beyond. It's got a few things that don't work, obviously, but what what the Walking Dead World Beyond achieved in two seasons was magnificent, and had some, especially in its second season and in its series finale. We've talked about this with David before. Um, had some admittedly really groundbreaking things for the Walking Dead, but um, in terms of, like this, this is kind of this is almost like a Korean version. Of Walking Dead World Beyond with some differences here and there in the plot and the characters because it focuses on the virus, which World Beyond does more so in the second season, but certainly still focuses on the virus. It's set around young characters, which both shows are. The only the only major difference is obviously you've got different characters, a slightly different story and stuff, um, like a different sort of like a different angle to take on the on the virus thing. Um, but uh yeah you, you also got the other difference which is mo- most of this takes place within this um high school kind of place so you are dealing with like 
I guess in these characters are supposed to be about 15, 16 ish. Maybe some of them are a bit old. There's a few comments here and there from other characters about like seniors and stuff like that. Um, certain characters that are like archer type of characters, um, or they have like bow and arrows and stuff, and they're sort of like the senior characters. I think that's what they meant anyway. Um, so it does a really good job on uh, on that angle. But no, I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought it was quite intense at certain points, quite heartbreaking. Um, I don't, I, I can't talk yet about what they could do with the second season. I'll, I'll leave that till the, the spoiler section. Um, and then I'm going to get into like more character kind of stuff as well in, in the spoiler section. I just want to give my overall like thoughts on the, on the show in this, in this kind of section. But yes, I'd, I'd recommend it. I think this is a must see watch. Um, I, it's available on Netflix, obviously, so you can go and watch it there. And uh, I hope Netflix continues to do these, uh, not just foreign language, obviously, because you've got like Black Summer, which is more sort of American, um, but like Kingdom, obviously, which is it is more foreign language. Um, they've done a great job with these things. And an interesting, interesting thing with these, most of the, I mean, this is actually a little bit longer than the other two. This is like 12 episodes and they're about, some of them are like an hour and 10 minutes and other episodes are like 53 minutes. So it will take you some, some time to get through it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it was maybe a little bit long. I, I, you could have maybe shaved an episode or two off, but it doesn't like, it's not like one of the Netflix shows that you think should be, you know, should be eight episodes, but they're actually 13. They've stopped doing that quite so much, but it, it's, I, I remember with, uh, some of the Defenders shows like Daredevil and Punisher and stuff. And as much as people love those shows and they're fantastic, um, I remember some of the complaints about like, okay, this should be eight episodes and it stretch out to thirteen. This isn't really quite that. Um, I feel like there should maybe have been ten instead of twelve, but still, I I still think it's well worth watching. I still think it's pretty much a must see show. Um, as opposed to like with Kingdom and Black Summer, which are quite short shows. Um, I'd recommend all three of them anyway. And obviously, there's the little prequel film with uh, with um, Kingdom. Um, I think I've reviewed all of that that I've just discussed. I definitely reviewed the first and second season of Black Summer. I reviewed, obviously now I'm reviewing All of Us Are Dead. And I'm pretty sure I covered Kingdom Seasons 1 and 2. I, I, I talked about, I've reviewed the um, film as well. So if I can find the links to some of those, I'll put those in the in the show notes so you can check out like this other uh, the other area of the Netflix zombie things. But yeah, in terms of more zombie content, this was great. I, I really, really enjoyed it, and um, I'm just hoping they continue this this um, momentum with making great uh, zombie content because um, they've done a great job with it so far. So that's uh, <clears throat> that's mostly of what I've got for the spoiler-free section, I suppose. I, I suppose the other the other thing I wanted to mention is something else that I kind of look out for, which I haven't really mentioned yet, is. Um, different ideas within the zombie uh genre i suppose the other thing that was really good as well was um zack snyder's was it called army of the dead that was probably not quite as good as the other things i've I've mentioned that was a bit of like a a different area though but that's still like zombie netflix content but zack snyder did a good job with that um obviously the director of justice league um the proper director of the justice league (laughs) um but uh, different different ideas within zombies and trying to avoid trying to avoid breaking the idea of a zombie, but putting different twists on it. This does a very interesting job with that. 
and I'll I'll get more into that in the spoiler section. But um, no, very very good stuff. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I recommend that you watch it as well. Um, so yeah. Anyways, do some housekeeping. Let you know what else we've been up to <clears throat> on. Um, let you know what else we've been up to on Entertainment Talk, and then uh, we'll get into spoilers. See you for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, speaking of Netflix TV show reviews, <clears throat> uh, last night, myself, David and Grey, Grey joined us for that one, which was great. Uh, we talked about the third season, and the third and final season of the Ricky Gervais show called Afterlife, uh, which obviously you can find on Netflix, and uh, we gave uh, we all gave that a must-see um, rating review, and that was, that was really, really good to talk about. Um, I really enjoyed doing that one, so that was good. Uh, over on the classic review side of things, season 5 episode 9 is for Chicken Run, so obviously the uh, classic film with that, so that was great to talk about. Uh, over on the United cast, Man United drew 1-1 with Burnley in the Premier League, Manchester United played tomorrow against Southampton at half past 12, so that should be interesting to watch. Uh, over on the uh, gaming talk <coughs> side of things, uh, Sony's recently acquired Bungie for $3.8 billion, a billion of which was to retain the staff, which is kind of strange, but that's what they're doing. Uh, we also talked about the Ghostwire Tokyo gameplay, which was uh, revealed during a PlayStation State of Play uh, thing. Then we talked about uh, the new trailer for the Halo TV show, which is going to be airing on Paramount+. Plus. I believe that's March 24th or something like that, but uh, we talked about the trailer, which is out. And we also talked about the very casually dropped news from Rockstar, which is about GTA 6, which is, quote well underway in development 
Uh, so that's interesting. Over on the chat side, of the, over on the chat podcast, talked about December and January. So December 2021, January 2022. Uh, December's end meant that 2021 was the biggest year for entertainment talk. So thank you very, very much to everybody who helped and contributed towards that. So that's brilliant. Talked about my new job, which I'm going to go to in about an hour and a half. Um, but um, yeah, talked about all of that and just some general chat about other bits and pieces as well. Um, over on the other United cast episodes, uh, Man United drew one-one with Middlesbrough in 120 minutes, and then and then lost eight-seven on penalties to Middlesbrough, so we're out of the FA Cup, so we won't be winning that this year. Um, over on the other classic reviews episodes, we've got The Simpsons, the classic, the iconic The Simpsons. Who hasn't heard of The Simpsons? I'm sure. Basically, everybody has. Whether or not you've watched The Simpsons is a different thing, but most people have probably at least heard of The Simpsons. Uh, not not uh, focused on a particular episode or season, but just, just chatting about The Simpsons, the, the good old um, family and, and that kind of stuff. So that was great to talk about as well. Over on CW Superheroes, wrapped up for the sixth season of Supergirl. So talking about the finale, the final season, and the show as a whole. Hawkeye, must-see um, rating review for the first season. Obviously, the Disney Plus Marvel MCU show. So that was great. And uh, <clears throat> that's basically everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. And on podcast platforms. Alright, I'm going to get into spoilers. For All of Us Are Dead. Which is going to include discussions of character deaths. So if you don't want to know who dies in the show. Or you don't want other spoilers. Uh, you should leave now. Go and watch the series. Of the first season. It will take you some time. But go and do that and then come back. And we can talk about the spoilers. So yeah, close your podcast player down. Press pause, mute, back. Whatever you, whatever you need to do to uh, switch the episode off and then of course you can come back later or listen to other things in the meantime it's up to you what you want to do um right so i i'm doing a similar thing i did to squid game which is because these characters names are korean and they are foreign names um i mean i've got pictures of these characters with their korean names but if i said names to you like park g who or Cho Yi Hun. Are you going to know who that is? Because if I was listening to an episode. I might not necessarily recognise who that is. Um, I mean one of the main characters names is called Park Solomon. That's a bit more like you know easy to remember. I'm not, I'm not trying to like take the mickey out of Korean names. I'm just saying like are some of you going to recognise these names? Um, and I had the same thing kind of with Squid Game. And I kind of had the same thing with um, uh, Kingdom as well. Um, I just think... It, I just think... Because obviously I've got the cast list with pictures here. So I do recognise like okay, who some of these characters are. But if you're like... Because this is, this is an audio thing, right? If you're listening to this while you're out doing whatever you're doing. Are you going to know who I'm referencing? So if I say like, oh, so-and-so's deaf... You might quite, you might not quite know who I'm talking about. So what I've done is the same thing I did for Squid Game, which is uh, give these characters kind of m- more recognisable nicknames of like you know descriptions of them. So I've got Virus Creator, uh, Acrobatic Main Guy, Other Main Guy because there was two of them. One of them was a bit more acrobatic. I think I think it was actually Park Solomon who was the more acrobatic one. Um... Then you got Zombie Virus Girl, so the one that gets bitten later on, but she kind of resists temptations and whatnot. 
Then you've got Virus Villain. I think if you've seen the show, you know who that is, certainly. Uh, woman Archer. I was going to put Female Archer, but I'll just put Woman Archer. The, the, the Ar- I haven't actually got another Archer character listed, because the others, I think, basically all died. Um, yeah, they did all die, didn't they? The, the, the other two guys. One of them got bitten by the villain, and the other one got bitten by a bunch of zombies. The one that got accidentally stabbed... Um, he uh, died anyway, so I, I guess I would just say Archer instead of Woman Archer because she was the only one that that, that was left. Then you got the Dad Soldier, so the one that went through all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> then you've got um, the big guy from from the group. I I didn't know what other way to describe him. Then you got Pink Jumper Girl. She's the one who got that other guy killed. And then I've written down at the bottom, no season two. The other character, the, the only other characters I haven't included. I guess I'll talk about them quickly now. Is you've got that other guy um, who saved the baby, and then he met the guy who was like really nervous, and then he, they all met the um, uh, what's it called, the uh, internet guy, like the the, the YouTuber person um, thing, and then obviously you got the the little girl that was with them. That was all pretty fun to follow, actually, um, and seeing like. Yeah, the interaction between that guy and the the one who was a bit more nervous. Um, yeah, that was that was kind of interesting and fun to follow. The I, I get why the YouTube guy was was in there because obviously, yeah, what they, what they were kind of going for with the modern day kind of thing with that. Um, it's interesting though because um, they do actually reference some real life stuff in this. They reference Train to Busan. Which is a great. Um, that's not another Netflix zombie thing that is available on Amazon. I think. Don't bother with the with the second one. Just watch the first one. Train to Busan, um, or Busan, Busan, uh, which is um, a really really fantastic uh, zombie film. I think I've reviewed that as well. Because um, in case you didn't know, I really like zombie content. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then it, somebody in like the the comment section of the, that guy's like YouTube stream um, is referencing COVID as well so we know that that's real in their world imagine living in a world where you've you've had covid like it's not around anymore i mean there's no other mention of like social distancing or masks or vaccines or anything there's there's no mention of that at all so covid is done in their world but now they're dealing with zombies i mean we thought we had it hard right i mean obviously we do with dealing with covid which let's be honest is more a fault of certain idiots but i won't get into that um, but imagine going from COVID to zombies. I mean, some people would prefer zombies. <laughs> you know, at least it's a bit more... Uh, I, I think we can all kind of agree that dealing with zombies would be more fun than dealing with COVID, right? Because there's there's nothing fun about dealing with COVID. Like, n- none of it is fun. It's just been a massive disruption on the world. Whereas zombies, you ain't got... I mean, you've got a social distance kind of from zombies, otherwise they'll lunge at you. But you ain't got to wear masks. You wouldn't have to have vaccines unless it's like a zombie vaccine which we'll get into at the end with the actual ending um uh but yeah i i i mean it would it in a way it would be more it would be more dangerous but in a different way because then you then you're dealing with somebody that's turned into a monster as opposed to somebody who might just cough near you and give you virus or whatever um but in terms of like in terms of a survival thing 
zombies would probably be harder to deal with, right? Because they'll be like breaking into things and they'll be, yeah, yeah. But then COVID is difficult to deal with in its own kind of way, which is, you know, spatial situations and disrupting the world and all that kind of stuff. But the, these characters have dealt with both. So, uh, <clears throat> and obviously not all of them survive it, but yeah. I, I just wondered because COVID is mentioned in that comment section, but the characters don't live a um unless all mandates have been dropped or something I, I don't know i don't know but anyway um but yeah there's no sort of like mention of masks or social distance there's no mention of covid until that scene actually so yeah interesting so i i think it's supposed to be like a co post covid kind of world but anyway interesting stuff very very interesting anyway so um that was all uh, it was all good i'm glad those characters like survived and everything um, so that was, uh, pretty good. Um, then you got, yeah, I said Dad Soul. I've already mentioned all these characters, haven't I? Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about the virus first, and then we'll maybe get into some of these, into some of the character deaths. So you got an idea with this, I think he said why, no, not why chromosome, that's, uh, Last Man Standing. Or, why the last man? Um, some sort of thing that was in somebody's body that would cause you to, if you got bitten, to turn into, like, a half-human, half-zombie. So a human who's, like conscious of what they're doing or able to walk around and live kind of normally but you'd still want <clears throat> uh, human flesh to survive instead of normal food that's the way that I understood that um, which is interesting it's it's almost a bit sort of eye zombie-esque but in eye zombie Liv doesn't have to she only eats obviously the zombies brains in eye zombie which is a great show by the way also on Netflix in the UK it's a CW show uh, don't let the fact that I said CW show put you off. It's a really, really good show. Uh, it's, all, it's all wrapped up and wraps up great and everything. So I'd recommend that. But um, Liv on um, iZombie. Kind of a similar thing where basically what happens is um, it's like a detective type of show. And she eats the brain of a victim. Not like the whole... Does she eat the whole thing? I think she eats the whole thing. Um, when they're doing like the autopsy stuff she doesn't go up to the person's dead body and like carve their brain out it's it's to do with like the autopsy side of things and then she gets the memories of that person and then basically uses that to survive not survive to um figure out the case which is somewhat similar because she can get into um well not really a zombie form but anyway it's, it's a somewhat similar type of thing but that's more sort of an investigation type of thing whereas with this it's sort of I guess it's almost like a <clears throat> like a sec second chance of like okay you got bitten you've half turned you're aware of what you're doing but you do have like a bloodlust I suppose that's the difference there Liv doesn't have a bloodlust in the show um there are other characters in iZombie that are more similar to the virus characters in this show um who have like the the bloodlust and and that kind of stuff but yeah, uh, I guess it gives you a second chance in a way of like, okay, you will need humans still to... I think you can actually eat zombies as well. There's there's, there's a scene with the um, virus zombie girl in <coughs> the at, near towards the end, isn't there? Where she's like eating this soldier that's died already. I think it's like a zombie that was been put down. So maybe they can eat them and survive better without needing humans all the time. Um... But um, 
but yeah, that was uh, that that was done pretty interestingly well. And obviously, she had much more. I, I like the, the the differences between this zombie virus girl, where she's literally sitting next to her classmates, and there's like there's a voice inside of her head telling her to eat the classmates and whatever. But yeah, I thought it was interesting with the virus to show, um, you know, obviously people that turn normally um, and very noisily as well. <laughs> um, to to show the the differences there, and then it it almost when they revealed that the first time that um, characters could turn into human zombies, I don't know what you'd actually call that. Um, bloodlust humans, I suppose, is a good way to put it because they can still talk normally and walk around and be normal humans, but they have a bloodlust. So I guess it's like a bloodlust human is is a, a way to maybe describe that because it's not really. I mean, part of them is a zombie, but they're still very much the human conscious part of them that can make decisions and and they're not these mindless zombies. So I thought that was an interesting way to approach it. And what I kind of found after that was obviously when certain characters continued to get bitten and whatever happened um, was I was sort of like a character would get bitten and I think like oh maybe that character is going to turn into like a bloodlust human kind of thing and you'd be able to give the character like a second life almost. Um, didn't quite work out that way. It was only with I think one of the other characters. So yeah, I mean it was it was a two characters, wasn't it? It was the it was the girl and then the uh, the the villain guy. Um, so that was uh, interesting as well. But no, it was an interesting different way to tackle like the zombie virus and do, like this bloodlust human kind of thing and and all that. It was it it was uh, it was pretty good. I appreciate the different ideas there of not just I mean sure I, I love the normal zombie show where you get bitten you turn and then simple as that um, but sneaking in different ideas that work um, I think is is quite good um, so I, I like the way that was handled um, so that's my thoughts on the virus itself we'll talk about the actual conclusion to that when I get in I, I want to go from top to bottom to my notes now with the, um, with some of the characters um, talk about the ones that I've written down and then when I get to my notes at the end which says uh, no season 2 question mark that's where I'll talk about the endings of, of things uh, so the virus creator um, yeah is this kind of guy that's got this idea of thinning thinning the herd as I, I suppose and sort of you know seeing the weak um, le- le- less of weak sort of people that's the angle that he was going for almost kind of like a Thanos idea I think of sort of well not not the same idea as Thanos I suppose because with Thanos it was sort of I'm going to click my you know do a finger snap and then half the world's going to disappear but it won't be specific to certain people um, but I suppose it's still that same idea of like I guess overpopulation and too many weak people in the world and instead of helping them you just introduce a virus into the world which will um, get rid of the weak, I suppose, was the was the idea. Um, yeah, pretty stupid thing to do, as he realises. And you get these, like, video vlogs from him. He does die at some point later um, as well. I think he... Did he turn into, like, a... He turned... He was the first of the bloodlust humans, I think. But I'm pretty sure he actually died, died later on, didn't he? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, but... Yeah, and I mean, there's a scene where he's with that um, police guy, um, the one that finds the YouTube guy later, and um, they're sort of fighting zombies, and he's the, the virus creator sort of standing there, and 
um, is witness witnessing his work unfold, I suppose, but then realizes he still needs to fight. Um, but yeah, interesting kind of character. I, I did like his screen time. I thought that was used quite well, and then obviously the video vlogs and stuff, which were which were very interesting. Started off with his own family, didn't he? I think was it his son and I, I can't remember who exactly it was. I think it was it was a couple of his family members, but. Um, yeah, left them just left them completely chained up. I'm get just on a bit of a side note. I'm guessing so you got the two that are chained up for like loads and loads and loads of scenes. I'm guessing those are like stunt actors because the amount that they're like flailing around all over the place, I wouldn't suspect your ev- your everyday actor to do that unless I'm wrong and they manage to get away with that. But it feels to me like those are probably stunt actors because they're they're moving all over the place and you could easily accidentally hit your head or bump into the other person and then you've got all sorts of situations on your hand so I, I, I only sort of thought of that the last time we saw them um, but I thought that was interesting as well so there you go um, so that was a virus creator interesting character um, horrible idea um, and it started all of this really didn't it so yeah and um, then you've got the acrobatic main guy um so you've got the two main guys. They do look somewhat similar. Uh, I think one of them is like a little bit shorter. And has like a slightly different hairstyle. Um, also obviously different voice. Um, gets bitten by the um, virus villain. Which is how, what I've named him. And then they both die in a fire. At the at the end. Um, I quite liked both of these main guys anyway. Um, I think it's kind of fair that one of them died, one of them lived, so you have some stakes at hand, so it's not just everybody lives, everybody's fine. Um, I did see some article when I was looking up the cast and stuff that said, like, oh, is he really dead and whatever, but I think we're supposed to believe that uh, both he and the virus villain ended up dying. But uh, the acrobatics of him, pretty sure it was him and not the other guy anyway, um, I quite liked. Um, Yeah, he's like... Jumping off of walls, not like Spider-Man, but like jumping off of walls and kicking zombies. And um, it was interesting to see how these, um, I won't say kids, I'll say teenagers. How these teenagers, or how these people I suppose, were fighting the zombies. And, because it's not all just about, okay let's just get the nearest baseball bat or crowbar and just whack the thing over and over and over again. You can kick zombies, you can shove zombies, you can push zombies, you can, if you're careful enough, punch zombies. And I liked his idea of, like, he's faster than these things, at least when they're static. Obviously they do run, but when they're in their static situations and they're kind of just roaming around, you can probably just run, kick them, and keep going. And I liked how we did have a character that kind of represented that, or not really represented that, but showed that you could that you could do that. And I remember the first time we started seeing him doing it and he was like jumping around and kicking people like realistically. Um, and I was like, there you go. Like, it doesn't mean you have to just hide and cower in the corner. You can just kick these things in the chest or kick their legs. I think I mentioned one time um, to David on like a Walking Dead podcast that you can, you can like break these things legs. And that does mean that they can't walk because they've got the same bone structure as you. They, you know, if, just like with a human, if you break a human's legs, they can't really walk. And if you break a zombie's legs, it works the same way. Um, unless it's like a different show and they're like super, super powered zombies or, you know, these big things or whatever. Um, it does work the same way. Um, 
and I think that was that was really interesting to see. So I really appreciated um, his character. I thought it was great. Um, I was a little bit shocked when he when he died. The the way that he died was kind of annoying, I suppose, or un unfor- yeah unfortunate. Um, but uh, I mean, to me, there wasn't really any character that died, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they're dead. It was more sort of like, oh damn, um, kind of thing. So I did, I, I did care about them and everything, but. The way the show was dealing with character deaths, I was like, okay, anybody feels like they can go, so I won't try not to get too attached, I suppose. Um, but that was uh, that was quite good. So, yeah. Uh, then you got the other main guy, who's obviously the one of the two of them that lives, and he's got that. Um, I think he's he liked the zombie virus girl, didn't he? Which was uh, which was interesting. Um, so he was he was quite cool. Not too much to really add. In terms of him, then you got the virus um, zombie girl. Um, she kind of goes her own way at the end, which could lead to a plot in a second season. I want to kind of talk about that more at the end, but again, interesting, different stuff. She obviously had the different um, way of looking at things than the virus villain, who just wanted to just kill everybody. Oh, he's he's next in my list. Um, but yeah, her literally resisting her bloodlust and everything, which was which was cool. Um, but uh, that was a different kind of interesting take on her. Uh, then you got the virus villain um, who just wanted to kill everybody, and I think it was the yeah it was the ac- acrobatic main guy. Um, he'd filmed um, the virus villain killing their um, was it their head teacher? I think yeah, I think it was their head teacher. Uh, so that was. Um, that was interesting. He was my goodness. I've not seen too many more characters deter, so determined to get a one goal done, but um, they both kind of died in the end. And he just would. This guy just wouldn't die. And I think the uh, the big guy in the show made like a funny kind of comment about that. Um, their rooftop fight was really great as well. I thought that was like kind of chilling and not really scary, but like very horror esque. Like the way he just. Not 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 quite his Johnny moment from The Shining, but um, the way he just appears at the top of the roof. Because there's a scene, obviously, with him climbing that um, drain pipe. And part of me was like, I hope this thing breaks. But then if it breaks, he just falls down and breaks a few bones and, and whatever. So, yeah, um, I thought that was, uh, that was quite good. Uh, speaking of bones, <laughs> when these characters die... And they turn. It's very, very noisy and very, very bone-breaking, isn't it? There's lots and lots of noises going on, um, which I found kind of interesting and kind of cool, actually. Um, some people might be like, you know, it's nasty, but it's a zombie show. You should expect nasty things to be to be happening. So, anyway, that was very, very cool. Uh, but, yeah, it was very, very, very determined. And um, I kept thinking, like, okay, in terms of punching him, kicking him, throwing him off of things, you either do need to burn him, or you probably need to penetrate his brain. So, stab him through the head, or decapitate him, or that's probably what you needed to do. Obviously, he does get burned at the end, uh, which was which was great. Uh, then you got the archer, so obviously the, the woman archer of the group. Um, she's one of the three that survived, because you had the guy that was a bit bigger... Um, he ended up on the stretcher, uh, and then they couldn't quite pull him into that sports room in time, so that was good. Uh, well, not good that he died, but that was interesting. Um, 
then you had the other the guy archer who got tricked unfortunately by the the virus villain he should have kind of suspected that something was up but it's that's where you gotta put a bit of balance in your writing which is where we know how deadly something is in a show and the character sort of like oh are you okay man um and you get why they're doing it because this this guy didn't quite understand that the villain was a bloodlust human Obviously, if he if he walks through that door and he's like all zombie acting, all acting like a zombie, then he probably would have tried to just kill him. But because he's talking and he's acting like a human, it's, it's almost like a trick, isn't it? It's like a trick, basically. And unfortunately, he didn't didn't quite make it. But I just think even with his demeanor and his attitude. Like, okay, this guy clearly isn't here to help you or be friendly to you. You should probably keep a bit of your distance. But he didn't, so there you go. But I thought that the uh, the woman archer of the group was interesting. I'm glad that one of them survived at least. Um, and, uh, yeah, she was one of the surviving members. Then you got the dad soldier who um, went through quite a journey, obviously sacrificed himself for his daughter. Um, although we, I mean, because I was thinking, oh, you don't need to, and then he reveals the bite mark on his hand. It's always really, it always really sucks, doesn't it? Those sort of scenes where a character's doing the sacrificial, like, oh, you go, I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna distract them, and he gets a few flares out and throws them, and then, like, you're kind of thinking, why are you sacrificing yourself? Then they reveal, like, I don't know, their belly or part of their leg or their hand, the hand in this case, and then you just see a bite mark, and you're like, ah. <sighs> Then you just, you just sigh of like oh okay that's that's why you that's why you're doing it um, yeah it sucks it really does but um, great dad you know went through hell and back to to save his daughter and he did and I uh, thought that was brilliant so that was good um, thought it was a bit unlucky to smack into that tree as well that looked like it really hurt. Um, then he dropped his torch, which his daughter later picks up. Then you got the big guy of the group, um, who was, um, yeah, the, 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 the fun guy of the group. Kind of funny at certain points and, um, had the, uh, chocolate bar, whatever it was that got shared out between the group. I did actually, that scene actually where he's eating that chocolate, that they're all taking a bite out of the chocolate bar. And I was like, this is going to be a challenge to, obviously you will take a very, very small bite, but still interesting. And then I did think he was the last one. Like they were circling around the group. And I was like. And obviously the big guy is kind of looking at like. How much is left. And he's trying to like. Tell everyone not to eat too much. And then there's a guy behind him that he forgot. I actually did think he was the last one. Because he gets like. A bit of a bigger chunk than everybody else. (laughs) Puts it in his mouth and starts chewing. And I was like what about that guy. And he's like. I thought I was the last one. I was like yeah I thought you were the last one as well. But apparently he wasn't. But uh, anyway all worked out okay. Uh, then you got the pink jumper girl um, who wipes the blood from that stick onto the other classmate uh, who turned into a zombie. Um, yeah, I I did realize that he did get hit with the stick because they said about like all oh, blood from your nose. I was like, yeah, he got whacked a second ago when his classmate was trying to knock that zombie off. I thought, by the way, the abseiling down the the um, down the wall from the window was really really cool that was a great set piece uh, there was a lot of really really good set pieces in this show uh, and that was a particularly good one as well uh, and then they sh- they showed um, it never actually did break did it but they showed um, the p- 
pipe that it was connect the thing that it was connected to and it was like starting to pull and you were like oh is somebody gonna climb on it last and they're gonna not quite make it and and that sort of thing so or you know fall off and whatever but that didn't happen which was good um but yeah she was she locked herself in that room for a very very long time and then got probably probably got the goriest death of the show where the villain guy is talking to her and he's like oh are you hungry she's like yeah i'm hungry she's got a bag of food she's ready to go and he's like so am i and she he picks her up um that was quite unlucky um again the blood lost human trick i suppose of looking i mean he's got blood around his mouth and stuff and it's sort of like shouldn't you suspect that maybe but then you know i could sit here and say that but then i could get in the same situation and make the same mistake so i don't really know i don't know but um anyway you've got that kind of going on um but she did get one of the members of the group killed so she kind of deserved to die but then it was just so tragic wasn't it so yeah um the only other character that i didn't have written down i think she she did die in the end was the girl that wanted to uh, jump off of the roof she had that friend with her who he decided to abandon the group as well uh well basically abandon the group um yeah that was an interesting bit of a bit of a story i thought she might have had a better outcome and the bullying scenes were quite horrible but obviously they're supposed to be they're not they're not supposed to be nice to watch uh bullying scenes or any types of bullying it's not supposed to be nice or enjoyable to watch or entertaining it's supposed to be uncomfortable and horrible obviously it's all you know scripted so it's a better version of 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 that i suppose but um yeah that was uh unfortunate she uh, was a kind of obsessed with the uh the phones she started smashing those up and um went out like that really um she actually got bitten in the hallway though didn't she she tripped up and got bitten in the hallway but um yeah there's there's some things you could dig out of that probably about determination and things like that maybe so there you go anyway i've talked for a while here so i'm going to wrap this up with um the conclusion kind of part uh no season two question mark um yeah i don't think we need a season two um so you end the show at the end of season one so that the point that we're at right a bunch of people have died civilization is working its way back um they've cured the virus they got rid of this thing in did they say four months at the end jesus that's uh i mean we've been living with covid for almost two years jeez um or just over sort of two years but um well the first lockdown was almost two years ago but anyway um and they got rid of this thing in four months i guess there was the efficiency of bombing because it wasn't worldwide spread it wasn't that widespread was it it was only within like a, it was within like a certain area which i guess makes it that that's how you have to contain the virus which is catch it before it starts spreading which obviously we failed to do with covid um but uh yeah then they decide obviously evacuation order gotta get the bombing in and it was not nice how they treated these kids of like okay one of them's got a particular temperature and there was the incident with the other girl back at the um camp thing where she bit that guy um 
and then they decided like we can't take you with us and then they even knew or they forgot or didn't care that they were still on the roof but obviously they'd moved off of the roof at that point but then they bombed the school anyway so i I mean there's a there's a debate to be had there isn't it of like if you've got and i'm just going to give out random numbers here if you've got 10 million people just a random number if you've got 10 million people who are in danger of being overrun by zombies right and you've got a certain area where that's contained and that might cause let's say a million or two million casualties so you've got a guaranteed eight million people surviving let's just say that who aren't in those areas that you're going to bomb it's it's the phrase of sacrificing the few to save the many the problem is with that is um to to me the highest priority of people i've been taught and all that sort of thing is women and children which is the the ones that you protect the most not to put men down obviously i'm a guy myself but um that's usually the thing of like make sure the women and the children are protected kind of thing not because women can't protect themselves but obviously you know important reasons um but that's is that thing again of like um sacrifice the few to save them save the many and i kind of understand the idea but the problem is with when you've got like they don't they didn't know everybody was that was in that school there could have been a mother and a daughter or a uh, you know a family or, or or something nearby or on one of the other smaller areas there could have been a family hold up somewhere or a couple of people hold up somewhere and it's like you don't know the specifics of like who is there um because you could be there could be like a bunch of young kids nearby and there almost was wasn't there with a the young girl that they um picked up and saved earlier like she could have been wandering near that restaurant near near the school she could have been trying to survive somewhere and then you could have killed how old was that girl supposed to be younger than 10 about about eight or eight eight or or, or so i'm a bad judge of race sometimes but um she could have been killed by that but then i i get the whole fact of you kill let's say 2 million to save 8 million as opposed to putting 10 million at risk in the longer term um it goes back to the whole end of last of us one thing which i won't get into here but um it it's a difficult decision to make and i i don't know that there's a right answer it it, it all depends on i suppose do you know who's in the area um because you don't want to be obviously blowing up kids which is again what could have happened if that child and, and there was a baby there as well that you know the younger people that have got their whole lives ahead of them um could have gotten blown up but um yeah but anyway they do that and then they put out these um cure type of things um yeah and then there's there's no zombies left i mean what you've been doing walking dead <laughs> how long have we had in the walking dead I mean, there's never, there was never really like a a full-on attempt in The Walking Dead to do like the whole virus thing. It was just more about character survival, which is still good and all that. But I I like that the show approached it this way. Um, but yeah, they they got they got rid of it, and it wasn't widespread, so it's not like there's other areas for them to tackle. And there's there's from what I understand, there's supposed to be no more zombies left. Um, and then you get the um. Uh, not the pink jumper girl, the zombie virus girl, who they meet at the end at the school, and she says, like, there's others like me, she jumps off the roof like that man, and, 
obviously doesn't get a cape out and start gliding. That would have been interesting. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, she goes to look for other people. I don't necessarily care to see a spin-off of, or, or a season two where it's her looking for other bloodlust humans. I, I don't care. To, I, that's Her having that goal is like... Because the, the way you end a story is you either kill off characters or you set them up in a situation. So, like, characters are going to survive and be doing this next. Or just, they've survived. Um, And it's setting her up as in, you know, she's going to be doing this thing. I just just don't need to see the results of that. Um, But, I mean, in terms of, like, for all of the other characters, all the other characters that survived, you don't need to follow them. Um, I don't need to see them, like, going back to school or whatever and, and all that kind of thing. Um, the only thing they could have done to tease the season two, if there was like another one of the rats or mice or whatever it was, uh, another one of the little animals around, and you see a cutscene—not uh, cutscene—you see a scene where one of them scurries out of a out of a hole or something, and you know that that um, mouse is carrying the virus. And then that could be a little teaser of like, oh, is that going to bite? Or, or or a teaser right at the end maybe where that thing bites somebody. And you're like, okay, that's going to kick off the virus again. But they didn't show any of that. They acted as if the entire virus was completely cleaned up. So I don't really need a season two. Um, I, I look at this now as like a limited series. And if this show gets renewed for a season two, I will be quite surprised i mean it's been a big hit for netflix so it could be the whole like let's just come up with another story but what unless you unless you i mean you can't even really focus on a different area because the virus didn't break out in other areas unless it did and the show didn't tell us but there's nothing there's nothing left there's nothing left um no we don't need to see their rebuild of civilization we know that that's happening um, there's no more zombies left. There's no more of the rats or whatever left. Um, it's just these characters survived. They finished the season on the roof. They're all good. Um, and the zombie virus girl is going to go off and find other people. Cool. Leave her to leave her to do that. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, if the show gets like quote unquote cancelled, I won't really look at it as being cancelled or, or whatever. So. We'll have to see. But sometimes, you know, companies can tend to look and think, oh, this show did really well. Let's just try and milk it for all it's worth. Um, the only other thing you do is a season two, which is a slight reboot where you tell the same story again, but with different characters. I don't know that I want that. Like, the exact same thing of, okay, different air. Like, you do the same thing again, but just with a different group of characters. And you tell the same story again. Um, I don't know that I need that because the story has been told. So we'll see. Anyway, that's my thoughts on All all of Us Are Dead. I really, really enjoyed it. Another great addition to my uh, zombie viewing collection, zombie viewing history. And another great zombie outing from Netflix. And as I talked about before, mostly with Marvel stuff, brand trust. Um, I know that these are all from kind of different people and whatnot, but it's still being, it's still like, to me it's a zombie Netflix collection, really. And the next zombie thing that they come out with... I'll uh, I'll check it out just like I did with this one. So we'll we'll see where things go. Obviously, if we get another season of the Kingdom, that'd be great. Or sorry, Kingdom, that would be great. 
if we get another season of Black Summer, I'll be chatting from the rooftops because that's a phenomenal show, and I hope we do get a third season of Black Summer. Um, and we'll see what happens with all that. But let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Do you think there should be a season two? If you do think there should be a season two, what do you think the story should be? Do you want to follow the zombie virus girl and see what she gets up to? I don't personally care to see that. Uh, do you think they could reboot it or recast? Not recast. Um, give us new characters for season two. Um, maybe there is another rat or mice or whatever hidden somewhere that can bite somebody and restart this whole thing. Um, maybe there's another mad scientist out there who wants to do the same thing that this virus creator did. That could be an angle that you could take. Uh, what do you think they should do? What do you think of the series? What do you think of the character deaths and the characters? Lots and lots of things to discuss. So write in, let me know what you think. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So get involved and let me know what you think with all of that. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org. TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. So take a look out for all of that. Going to be having a few episodes of things over the weekend. So keep your eyes peeled for all of that. Past, present, future content. EntertainmentTalk.org You can also find us as well on your favourite podcast platform. Just search for Entertainment Talk. Um, You can also uh, let other people know about what we do and where they can find it. So tell them about the podcasts that we do and where we do them. Either the website or the podcast platform. That kind of stuff. So let them know about what we do. You can either do that through normal word of mouth or social media. Of course sharing the links around on different platforms. That helps us out as well. Uh, You can also support us through Patreon. $1, $3 level tiers. Add free podcast review options. Take a look at that if you'd like to. Uh, geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio for your TV and your film news if you'd like information on all these kind of things uh, David's of course running all of that geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio uh, Geektown Radio episodes drop on Tuesdays so look out for those uh, Bex is still streaming basically daily over on Twitch, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S go and give her a follow uh, over there um, Twitch, I'm also doing some uh, cool stuff over on Twitch, Etalk UK um for me on Twitch, go and give both myself and Bex a follow, so you'll be notified when we go live. Uh, Twitch is at uh, YouTube is currently sorry up to date with the with the Twitch streams and the video game clips and all that sort of things. So that's YouTube. Entertainment Talk plays for all of that. Until then, thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.